Welcome to the 86th episode of the Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Nick Fox, a tattooer. Enjoy. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. Today we have the Nick Fox in here. What's up, Nick? What's going on, man? Chilly. I'm glad you uh, we came out of Wilmington to hang out. Um, shout out to Honora and Megan for letting us use their house. But thank you for coming over here. Yeah, dude, of course. Uh, Megan and Honora, of course, solid people. Yes, of course, of course. Um, and they told, or Jacob knew about you mm-hmm. um, and showed me your work, and I was, I was blown away. It was really damn good. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm very famous, so uh, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, magic cards, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that's what I'm most known for is uh, my extensive Magic the Gathering knowledge, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I just had two artists down here at Wilmington right now. Um, we're going to hear his story. So, yeah, tell us where that got started and, you know, how that came about. Yeah, uh, so got started, um, you know, like in terms of how I got into tattooing, you know, uh, I kind of came up drawing my whole life. My dad really facilitated that a lot. My dad was a pretty, you know, real, really supportive of me drawing and all that. And uh, so I kind of just did it my whole childhood. Um, and then, uh, you know, somewhere along the way, I, I don't even know, to be honest, how I got introduced into tattoos. It would have to be, you know, like going to shows or something like that, yeah, you know, yeah, like being yeah. involved in hardcore and, you know, seeing them. Uh, you know, so I, I just knew I liked tattoos pretty young and knew I wanted to be covered. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. you know, in high school, I kind of did like the whole, like, get geared up for art school thing. I really thought it was what I wanted to do. And then uh, kind of last minute, um, I just decided not to do it and instead i oh, joined wow. the marine corps so oh wow that's what i did before i was a tattooer um so i like just kind of bailed on going to art school um you know and then just did that i joined when i was 17 and then uh basically right out of the gate uh when i turned 18 i started getting tattooed yeah. um you know but kind of did like the typical 18 year old thing where i just was excited i knew i wanted to be covered and i just got uh <laughs> yeah it's got a bunch of bullshit you know like <laughs> You know, I, I'd seen a lot of tattoos in magazines. Like, obviously, this is pre, you know, like, obviously, the internet existed. Yeah, right, yeah, but, you know, yeah. it's like pre, you know, how ubiquitous social media was. And, mm-hmm. you know, all there was, I think, at the time was MySpace. MySpace. And nobody yeah, was really yeah. doing tattoos, <laughs> you know, like, posting them on there. So, yeah. um, the knowledge wasn't as free. So, mostly, I was seeing pictures of tattoos in magazines. Like, okay. I would definitely, you know still buy magazines I, I can't even remember what specific ones i just remember like if it had something cool on the front i would you pick would it up it. yeah just like i would pick through. it up and look at it or you know whatever and uh you know even back then my tastes were still uh you know i just like tattoos that looked like tattoos so yeah. even early on i was getting you know like i always thought that japanese tattoos and traditional tattoos right. were just awesome that's just right. what i liked um so I turned 18 and just started getting tattoos, started getting a lot of bullshit. Um, pretty early on into me joining the Marine Corps, there was actually like a tattoo policy passed where you couldn't get tattoos, like, you know, a certain amount of coverage. And I actually like, kind of, like my, it's kind of a different time in the Marine Corps. So things yeah. were a little bit looser. So I got in trouble, but it was more like I just got the shit hazed out of me. And mm-hmm. then like, you know, I just didn't get tattooed anymore, really. Um, yeah. And which, which honestly did me a favor because I was getting I was getting tattooed pretty often and getting covered in bullshit. So they basically like just stopped me getting covered Making in bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like so they I, I got in trouble, but uh, you know ultimately it was looked out for because they saved me a lot of uh, good real estate for sure. Um, but I ended up deploying to Afghanistan in '09, and, and uh, in the process of all that, I became really good friends with this guy Trent, who I'm still really good friends with today. And um, he is from North Carolina. He's from a little town called Oxford outside of Raleigh. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah, super small town. Yeah. Um, but we, we became good friends, and he was aware of Wilmington. Like, he used to come down here and hang out and get tattooed and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, he used to get, when he was younger, he would get tattooed at Blue Flame. He had been tattooed at Port City. Yeah. So he was aware of Port City. Um, and when we got back from Afghanistan, uh, our command just really didn't give a fuck anymore. Like everybody was just kind of like, you know, we just went to Afghanistan. It was like, you know, there's like basically just don't kill your wife or get in a drunk driving accident. Like basically that was like, just don't fuck up our lives and yeah. we don't care. So we, I just started getting tattooed again. Um, and Trent took me 
to Port City, which is where I started getting my first nice tattoos. This is when uh, Brian Liebrecht, Brian Humphreys, and Justin Pierce worked there. Okay. So, you know, like, it, it was post the era that, uh, you know, a lot of the older heavy hitters worked there because, you know, Angela used to work there. Um, Martin Lacoste used to work there. There's actually, like, a really solid tattoo legacy in Wilmington. Um, a lot of really good tattooers here. Matt Beckerich. Uh, Brandon Monday worked in Wilmington for yes, a while, yes, so yes, so yes. lots of like really good tattooers um, came from Wilmington. But when I started going to Port City, it was the era of Brian Liebrick, Brian Humphreys, Justin Pierce. Uh, so that's when I started getting like my very first nice tattoos. Okay, you know, and uh, that was a big game changer for me. Um, that's when I kind of decided getting these really nice, clean, traditional tattoos that I, uh, you know, I didn't know tattoos could really look like that. And I was like, well, I want to fucking do that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's what I can look like I want in. So pretty soon after that, I, I just, you know, I, I just got tattooed all the time. I just gotten back from Afghanistan. I had, you know, like pretty common thing is you go, you deploy, you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, you're racking up paychecks. So you come back oh, with yeah. kind of a bankroll and then, I was just like the stereotypical dumb Marine <laughs> that like blew it all, but I blew it all on getting tattooed. Tattoo, so yeah. yeah, I was getting tattooed multiple times a week for wow. a long time. Yeah. Like I got pretty covered pretty fast, you know, back to the same thing that I was when I was 18, but now I was just getting nice tattoos and yeah. I had more money to do it. With. Yeah. Um, so I, I just started getting covered, man. And, uh, you know, pretty soon after that, I, st- I kind of retapped into the fact that, you know, I came up drawing. Yes. Um, yes. Because I had pretty much given that up. You know, like I said, I didn't want anything to do with the art world or anything like that. Um, So I kind of stopped drawing, painting, Mm -hmm. anything like that altogether. Um, So it kind of rekindled that, and I started drawing and painting Tattoo Flash. Um, Yes. And that's kind of what got me... Like my That's like me getting my foot in the door and like starting to create in the tattoo world. You know, like... Obviously, I'm not a part of it yet. I'm just like, you know, some young shithead getting tattooed. I think tattoos are cool just as lame as any other 19, 20 year old that like, you know, wants to tattoo. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, uh, I just did that for a while. And then, um, you know, I I just kept painting flash. I just kept painting flash. I just kept painting flash. And then uh, it got closer to me getting out of the Marine Corps. And I was kind of at a crossroads um, on whether or not I was going to stay in or get out. Okay. it really looked like I was going to stay in. I did all the like administrative work for me to stay in and keep doing it. It's just like a really safe job. You're going to, you know, steady paycheck at, you know, by the time you're in it for four years, it's really not that bad of a gig. You know, like the first two years you're in, you know, you're just like, everyone's bitch. It sucks. But you know, you like deploy and then you're in for a little bit longer. You get a little more clout, a little more respect. It becomes a way better gig. So I actually um, was really seriously considering, uh, staying in. And then, um, you know, just last minute, uh, I just didn't turn in my package and I got out, you know, wow. and then uh, I just knew I wanted to tattoo. So I just did that. And uh, I had been hanging around, um, obviously, Port City, uh, but a good friend of mine, William Barry and Tyler Monahan, used to hang out and uh, had kind of started tattooing at the shop of Moorhead City. Uh, it's actually called Inspiration Tattoo. So, <laughs> um, no, but the woman who owns it is Chrissy, and uh, she's super nice. She still actually tattoos out there. The shop is still there. Uh, you know, same name and everything. And um, as far as I know, she's killing it. Um, but that's kind of like where I got my foot in the door. She said that I could kind of start there. Uh, she, I, she had actually hadn't been tattooing very long at the time, so I kind of just got in where I fit in. Yeah. You know, um, but it kind of made itself pretty apparent pretty fast that it just wasn't that great of a situation in terms of learning, you know, which is fine. Uh, Chrissy's great, like super awesome person. She definitely owe her for, you know, letting me get my foot in the door there and everything like that. Um, but... Uh, then I actually started working at a shop called Bombs Away in Jacksonville okay. um, that was owned by this guy, Bart Andrews, who no longer lives or works in Jacksonville. But um, he actually gave me a shot pretty young, you know, working there. And uh, that's like when it really started taking off for me. Because yeah. I started doing, you know, I was working in a military town. I still had lots of, because Jacksonville was where I was stationed. Um, and so I still had lots of Marine Corps buddies that lived out there. And, uh, you know, it, it was just, I, I was a lot busier really fast, you know, like doing small, simple walk-ins, stuff like that. And I had, you know, like all these guys I deployed with and I was friends with just, I mean, honestly, they were just ready to take one for the team. You know, yeah, like yeah. They, they were just ready to get wear on my first cool. year of shitty yeah. tattoos, you know. That's and, uh, cool, though. Yeah, like, you know, super grateful for all those guys, too. Um, so I did, I, I just 
you know, I worked there for, man, uh, like a, a little over a year. And then um, the shop kind of got sold. It changed hands. Uh, basically, like some like weird juggalo dude was going to end up in his hands. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Um, so, and like in the interim and all this stuff with me, like getting out of the Marine Corps and tattooing and all that stuff, I'd actually started dating my now wife. Okay. Um, and okay. she was living up in Richmond. Oh, wow. So we had been kind of, you know, going back and forth, forth long yeah. distance, you know, uh, just seeing each other when we could and stuff like that. But we had been dating for a little bit at this point. So kind of this whole time we were trying to figure out what the future was going to be with that. You know, one of us was obviously going to have to move somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that shop you know changed hands that kind of fell through and then it opened up you know kind of forced me in a position to where you know i'm obviously looking for something else and then uh at the same time um i think who left uh i think it was uh marina who used to tattoo at classic who left and went on to absolute art um which obviously opened a spot and uh jason hobby uh who owns absolute art and classic um put out there that they were looking for a tattooer I can't even remember who told me about it. I think it was one of Amanda's friends, mm-hmm. um, you know, but they sent me the post that, you know, they, they just posted something on Instagram. They were looking for somebody. And oh, then wow. uh, I had never met Jason before. I'd never met any of the people that worked there. Um, and then I just sent Jason uh, an email, you know, like with my portfolio and stuff. And then he agreed to meet with me. And then I ended up working there like a month later. Um it might not have even been that that whole period moved pretty fast you know yeah like yeah like bombs away like got sold like there you know there was a bunch of stuff there that shop changed hands and then i you know i talked to jason and i think i might have moved to richmond a week later or something oh wow Um, yeah yeah so i say a month but i think it was honestly way faster than that it's a pretty yeah um and then i i did that for uh you know, like over four years I worked for Jason, which was, uh, you know, that was obviously really awesome too. Jason Hobby's a great dude. Um, really enjoyed working for him. Um, super knowledgeable guy. Uh, you know, he's just been around a lot, uh, you know, for as long as he's been tattooing and especially where he's been tattooing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how much you know about absolute art and stuff like that kind of a fixture in the tattoo community. It's a very, you know, it's just a well-known shop. A lot of people have gone through there. He's just been around a lot, seen a lot of, okay. you know, especially around, you know, like, tattoo history for the last 20 years you know he's been a you know around and a part of so just that is really cool um but on top of that he's just a really solid guy um really enjoy working for him um so i did that for four years and then uh you know i'd always really liked wilmington and uh had always wanted to i it was always kind of in my plans to come back here Mm -hmm. you know like i always always really enjoyed it um and you know also while i'm working at classic i start going down to glenn's and guest spotting um me and brian liebrick you know had stayed very very good friends throughout this whole time um you know we had just kept in close contact which facilitated me working down at glenn's from time to time and uh, after doing that a few times i just really wanted a job there i really like the environment um glenn's a you know once again a really awesome dude uh you know i've been pretty fortunate um and for who I've gotten to work for, you know, I haven't had very many bad experiences, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but anyway, uh, yeah, I just wanted a job at Glenn's, but I just kept guest spotting, guest spotting. Um, and eventually a spot came up and I got offered the job and now I'm here. That is such a crazy story. (laughs) It's crazy how easy it is for you to move in the tattoo world as far as location. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty straight, you know, it does happen fast, but, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife about it. Like when we moved here, it, it became really apparent because she has to look for a job. Uh, right, my right. wife's a nurse by trade. Okay. So when she looks for a job, she just applies there and then she gets hired and then she works there, yeah. which is from my point of view, fucking crazy because you've never worked there. You've never met anybody who works there. You're just going in blind. Who fucking knows who your manager is or who like the people are going to be working with is, which is like from my point of view, fucking crazy because when in the tattoo world, um, you know, like even though like me getting into classic was a certain circumstance. Like I hadn't guessed it there. It was kind of, I was just in the right place, right time. But for me to go to Glenn's, I had worked at Glenn's for, you know, many hours before I had ever even been 
consider for a job there or I considered a job there. You know, like I wanted to work there because I had already worked yeah, there. You yeah, know, yeah, like exactly. I'd been in the work environment. So uh, like tattooing is definitely, I think, unique like that. So I think that's partly why it happens so fast because usually when somebody goes somewhere, you already have pretty solid relationships with whoever you where know. you're going. Gotcha. You know, like gotcha. Keep working on that very rarely is somebody going to work at a shop, you know, just hitting the ground running, you know, I've never been there before, but you know, we're going to make this work. Uh, most tattooers, I don't even think are comfortable with that. You know, like yeah. it's a pretty, it's a pretty rare circumstance. Right. 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 But, I also feel like it goes, it goes off of like reputation to like on top of the shop, but like also, yeah, I mean, tattooing is definitely a big thing where it's like, I don't know. I don't think it, like, I don't mean this in the sense of like, it's a popularity contest because I do think that merit has a lot to do with it. Um, mm -hmm. But not just the merit of your tattoos, you know, I, almost almost everybody I'm friends with and talk to, you know, professionally are all on the same page where it's like, I just don't want to work with an asshole, you yeah, know, like. Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, like word of mouth and reputation, but like you have to be able to do the work. But I think that being a solid guy will get you probably further because I know great yeah, tattooers with that, bad yeah. reputations that have kind of, they're, you know. Their reputation for being bridge burners, and there's only so many places that you can go. Right. right so, right. Um, you know, they, they kind of go hand in hand together. But I think definitely in the tattoo community, at least the people that you know I associate with value, you know, um, your reputation as a as a man more than you know as a the fa you know the actual tattoos that you do, you know. Right. Um, so well, I don't know. It's crazy. So yeah. as far as I want to do something. Back when you were 17 and you didn't want to go to art school. Right. So what factors or what kind of changed your mind on that? Anything bad? Like, uh, You know, I'd like done a bunch of art shows and, I, and I, I wasn't like, you know, some crazy fixture in the community, but I was pretty like, you know, I was reasonably successful. Mm -hmm. I want, you know, at my at every level I competed in at art shows, I would typically win them, you know, and uh, my art teachers just really pushed for me to go to art school. My dad, you know, like I said, he was really supportive. Um, you know, they, he was really about me going to art school. Um, you know, my, my mom and, uh, stepdad were just as supportive, but I definitely like in terms of art, like my dad really facilitated that, you yeah, know, but yeah. he really pushed for me to go to art school. And then, um, last minute, I don't know. It was like, uh, I don't know, man. I just being around it, it's just a lot of bullshit, you know. Like yeah. I, I, I like, yeah. and I think it's kind of why I like tattooing so much is, um, I like the, uh, what is it, um, the objectivity of tattooing, like mm -hmm. ra rather than the subjectivity of like the the art world, you know, the capital A and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, I like that, and and that I think that definitely has a big influence on the kinds of tattoos that I like because I I like you know. The, the tattoos that I enjoy doing the most would be, you know, traditional and Japanese influenced tattoos. And I like that there are metrics and rules, you know, like rules, rules to an extent, you know, like all of it's, there's still a lot open to interpretation, but there's a higher baseline of where, you know, you can start to bullshit, I guess, basically yeah, is what yeah. it comes down to. Cause you know, it was just a lot of stuff where I, you know, um, I just didn't like that. There were these painters that never learned how to paint. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was like yeah. a lot of, it's just a lot of bullshit. That. You know, there's no like craft there. There was no like development of a skill. And I was just as guilty of it to an extent, you know, like, um, it's just impossible not to be influenced by that environment when you're around it. But, uh, you know, I just kind of woke up to it and I was just like, well, this sucks. I, I didn't like how subjective everything was. I didn't, I just didn't like it. I right. don't know. And then when I get introduced to tattooing and, you know, especially traditional tattooing and like the ethics of that and being around that, at, you know, uh, you know, the shops I was getting tattooed at when I started getting really nice tattoos, you know, um, that was just a game changer. You know, I liked that people could look at these tattoos and be like, well, that thing sucks. Yeah. And, you, know, like, and, and, you know, it's like it's weird, but it, it, it gives you like a good it just it's a good jumping off point because it's really easy to feel lost and not know and not have heading and direction when right, everything's right. so subjective. Yeah. You know, but it's like when you have rules and, and like observable metrics for something to suck, then it gives you a jumping off point where it's like, well, okay, like, you know, the composition on that's wrong. You know, things are too tight. It's not going to hold up. You know, like your line weight sucks. Your line work sucks. You know, that's not saturated. You have all these like good metrics for jumping off to, you know, 
like quantify when something is good and I right. like that and, and vice versa when something's bad you know um, and I, I feel like traditional and Japanese are, are really good about um, almost like filtering that out uh, like don't get me wrong there's a shit ton of people who kill it now like that's one big thing about tattooing is everybody's very very good now and you know social yeah, media like raise the bar mm-hmm. you know like everybody's just better than they used to be but I like the fact that if somebody does an, a big Irizumi back piece and doesn't do their homework, it's really apparent that they were bullshitting it. You oh, know, shit, yeah. like where you can look at it, it's like, well, that dude doesn't know what wind bars look like because that dude's never looked at books. That dude doesn't know what he's doing. That thing's bad. You know? Wow. So it's like, and I like that. But because it, and not not from the dickhead point of view where it's like, oh, cool, I get to say somebody's work sucks. I like it because it gives you, um, those same metrics let you know when you did something right. You right, know, like, right, right. I know I did this right. This is good. Right. You know, and, and it's just a way better feeling than, like, just trying to feel around in the dark for some, like, all these just subjective metrics on what when something is or isn't good. Yeah. So, I don't know. The Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. It works. I mean, I've had many arguments on whether or not school is the right way. So, I'm like, I'm I'm with you on that. For art school? Yeah. I mean, I, I will say that I think the best thing I ever did was not go to art school. Yep. And, and, and especially now that I'm older... Um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I can't really speak. I didn't go, so maybe it has its merits that I'm just not aware of. But in my opinion, I just think that, like, if you want to be a painter, you should be painting. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you should be learning how to paint. Those are things that you can learn. And, and albeit, like, you know, you should probably seek out mentorship. Yeah. You know, like, that's a big deal. You know, I'm a big proponent of any, you know, like, kind of mentorship in your life in, in any area. But if you're trying to develop a skill, then, you know, like, seek out mentors and, like, put yourself in those environments. Um, but I just, I've never seen the merit of going to art school. Really. Right. You know, I, I think it would be a, if my kid wanted to go to art school, I'd have a hard fucking time paying for it. Yeah, you'd be like, you know uh, what I'm saying? I'd be like, you can do it on, I mean, you can do it on your own. If, like I have no problem, you know, with a, with a college degree or anything like that. Um, for art school, but yeah, like something like art school, it's like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> like, you sure? Because uh, you can go a different route. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just saw a lot of... Basically, what it came down to is I just didn't like how much bullshit was in the art world. And then, you know, I'd like... Uh, I grew up in a military family. So, my parents split when I was pretty young. But my mom was in the army. And then uh, my stepdad was in the army. And then, um, you know, so they were predominantly who raised me i spent the bulk of my childhood being raised by my mom and stepdad so it was like this weird dichotomy of uh you know my dad is a college professor and really into the arts and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. then i have my other you know my other set of parents over here who are you know like kind of strict military types and uh you know they're both like they're they're all awesome people and did a lot for me but um, i feel like i was kind of fortunate because you know it almost gave me like I, I feel like I get to kind of be, like take what's best about the two, you know, like I got I can like take the thoughtfulness of like, you know, like my dad's side of it, of like academia and the arts and stuff like that, but like leave out all the bullshit, you know, like, yeah, and, yeah. but you know, like also, you know, um, you know, I feel like I got a lot from my mom and stuff too, you know, my stepdad of just, you know, like work ethic and, right, you know, right, not that right. my dad isn't hardworking obviously, but you know, like, just like a military like sense of I don't know just work ethic and discipline and stuff like that Um, but I don't know so yeah I think that's ultimately how I ended up in the Marine Corps was that I just wanted to get as far away from that as possible and then I think I also just ended up in a spot where I just wanted to do something difficult yeah you know where absolutely you know you're younger like that you know I feel like that's a especially for guys I feel like it's an age where it's just like I want to do something difficult and challenging and like kind of prove myself like I don't know so I feel like that's just how I ended up on that path yeah that makes sense yeah makes perfect sense actually yeah um so as far as your apprenticeship so how was that well, it was pretty free. Like I said, I kind of got in where I fit in in a spot that um, the woman had she she hadn't been tattooing at the time very long, okay. gotcha. um, and uh, 
like really what happened is um I was friends with William and Tyler, you know, and William Barry, you know, started tattoo there. He's actually a tattooer in a Corpus Christi right now. He works at Pinnacle, which is an awesome shop. William oh, fucking nice. William fucking kills it. He's and he's an awesome dude. Um, but yeah, just kind of through the like those friendships, um, I was in that shop a lot, and uh, I, you know, Chrissy was just gracious enough to like. Yeah, and she was pretty forthright with it. You know, she was like, well, you can, you know, like if you can find people to tattoo, which I did because I had all those, you know, guys I deployed yeah. with right down the road who were like just down the fucking party, then you can tattoo them. And then once you've tattooed them enough and I think you're ready, then you can tattoo walk ins, you know. Um, it's pretty kind of loose. We're not. Kind of, yeah. yeah like, like, yeah. Uh, I've heard different stories. What'd you say? I've heard different. This- Different uh, uh, experiences of different yeah, so um, that, that which, ultimately, I think that I really benefited from because I do think that kind of like a more disciplined approach is a really positive thing, and kind yeah. of like, um, especially like I, I really do appreciate like this the stories of the, you know, like the harsher, like tougher apprenticeships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I do think that they're important because. Um, I don't think that you can really appreciate being your own man until you've lived as someone's bitch. And I think that that is like some real shit. Uh, what a great life. Yeah. Like, and I feel like I just benefited at that point from my military background. Like yeah. I'd already sucked life's dick as a Marine, you right, know, like right, I'd right. already, you know, like just done all that bullshit. Um, and, uh, not, not in the sense that I don't think I could have hacked it, but I think at that point in my life, I'd already been through that phase. You know, like, I'd already been in, like, I'd already been through boot camp, MCT, gone to the fleet, get, like, hazed by your NCOs all the time. Life fucking sucks. You're up until four in the morning cleaning everything. Yeah. You go out to the field, and it fucking sucks, and everybody sucks, you know? And it's, you know, like, <laughs> I'd already been through that point in my life, so I already knew what it was like to be fucking hazed, you know? Right, like, right, right. And, uh... You know, I think it has like its merits and its downfalls in both tattooing and the military. But uh, you know, ultimately, I think if somebody gives a shit about you, like I think that's the linchpin. Yeah. But I think it's like a pretty important tool because I do think that, like I said, you know, if you're you just can't appreciate being your own man until you just haven't been. You're yeah. not allowed to be. You know, yeah. like somebody tells you what you fucking do and when to do it. Right. You know, and then uh, once you you know, somebody's imposing structure on your life, it can kind of teach you how to appreciate it. And then it just gets like, I don't think it works for all people maybe, but I I just feel like for most people, it's just a point where it's like, yo, I'll just do what the fuck I have to do. Just get the fuck off me. You know, like I'll just do what I need to do to be a grown ass fucking man. Just get the fuck off me. You know, like let me just do it, which I think ultimately is the goal. You know, like ultimately you want like, you know, strong independent people who are just going to do the right thing right and i think that that's like a powerful tool for that so i don't know um yeah well i guess you know the point being in all of it is that you know like my apprenticeship structure was very loose but i think i benefited from my background yeah you've had to discipline all that stuff prior so yeah exactly Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome so fast forward to now you mentioned doing the traditional and the japanese um um style Right. So outside of that, where are your inspirations for some of your work? Do you get, you know, inspired by different things or, you know? Um, you know, like, just just other tattoos a lot. You know, yeah. I love seeing, I, I just love seeing good tattoos. Um, you know, that's always, like, such a powerful motivator. Being around other tattooers, you know, who really give a shit and want to, and, you know, want to do good is always such a big motivator. Um it's always it's kind of a weird thing now because social media is so ubiquitous and everybody's using it and everybody's on it all the time so it's like now I flip through my Instagram and I just see a million dudes who are killing yeah, it all the time and part thing. of that it, it, so it's a good thing because like I said I think that's raised the bar a lot um, you know like everybody just kills it now and uh, you know I wasn't really I started tattooing right when like kind of as Instagram became a thing, yeah. you know, like it was just getting introduced. I started tattooing in 2011. I would say 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's like when Instagram was kind of coming online, tattooers were just kind of getting into it. So I, I didn't tattoo pre-social media, but I tattooed as it came up. Right. You know, um, but even like the older guys I talk to, you know, well, it's, pr- it's a pretty common sentiment that social media and like how easy it is to find good tattoos is just raise the bar because it's really hard to be able to make it work and suck now because you know just 
minimal cursory research will put you on to get tattoos. That same person is going to walk into your shop, ideally look at a portfolio, and if it does, you know, and if you have some bullshit there, I mean, those shops are always going to have their their clientele and their customers, but I think that it's dwindling, and yeah. you know, it, it just had to because you know, like I said, with a five minute five minutes of internet research. You probably know what a good tattoo looks like yeah, now. Like absolutely. you probably have a fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter what it is. You know, like if you want, you know, like a dainty Pinterest tattoo, you found a version of it on the internet that doesn't look like shit. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's just hard to suck now. You know, like uh, that just really seems to be what it's like. Yeah. Um. So, but so that's like the positive of social media. The negative of social media being the fact that it kind of uh. Um, it really gets you used to seeing good tattoos all the time. Because yeah. I remember even when I was younger, like pre-social media, you would see cool tattoos in magazines or on the that. internet. Or even when social media just got started and like people were tattooing on it, you know, um, and you would see those tattoos and everything would, you know, you'd see those tattoos and they would blow your fucking mind. Yeah. I could pull up my phone right now and like just swipe my thumb up and yep. pass, you know, 50 tattoos that are just crushing. Awesome. And yeah, yeah so... It's really cool to have, like, in a sense, it's cool to have that, but it, it kind of, like, kills your appreciation for it almost because I just don't have, like, I can't even remember the last time I, like, saw a tattoo and it just, like, blew my fucking mind like it did when I was younger. And not in the sense that, like, because I'm killing it. It's right. just because I've seen, at this point, a lot of tattoos. thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of awesome tattoos, Absolutely. you know, like... Um, at least, at least in social media, I, I can definitely still crack open books, and you know, um, I feel like it's just a different context or a different frame of reference or something. And uh, you know, there's like old Irizumi books that I can open, and it's like, God damn, that thing's fucking fire. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that thing's cool. Um, but like, I don't know. So it definitely has its positives, but you know, the negatives obviously being that it's kind of like an oversaturation thing, right? But I feel like that's almost pretty ubiquitous throughout all. Right. Like through all culture, yeah. I mean, yeah. you turn on Netflix, you know, like how many fucking good movies and TV shows there's, are on Netflix? Too many, and you don't even like you barely figure out what to watch. And even when you watch something good, it doesn't blow your fucking mind like it yeah. would have if you had seen it at the theater or something, yeah. you know. So it's like I think it's just almost culturally we're oversaturated or something. Right. But right. I don't, know. I don't think tattooing is exempt from that. Definitely not. And I, you know, that that kind of goes, you know, the same with all party art mediums <clears throat> you know seeing that with social media and all that and getting kind of discouraged there was oversaturation but at the same time it's like freaking incredible um yeah it's it's really double-edged man it, it's it's pretty motivating to see a bunch of people who tattoo circles around you especially right. guys who are younger than you right. you know like there's guys who are younger than me now that are fucking <clears throat> way better tattooers right. than you know like, with the resources out now they kind of should be it, yeah i mean, I mean uh, yeah you know like it's it just is what it is yeah. you know like it and and i get the part of it that can be disheartening you know yeah. it's like but i don't know I, I think like you always want to be pushing to be better and i don't think that comparing yourself to others is necessarily like fruitless you know but mm, no. you're starting to get in that direction for sure yeah, i think it, it's gonna like have its merits but if you're like if you're getting really obsessed over what other people are doing well you're just gonna set yourself up for disappointment because you're only ever gonna look at the people who are higher than you nobody's you know like nobody like i just doubt that any you know in in the terms of social media i just doubt that any tattooers instagram feed is full of tattooers that they tattoo better than and they're just scrolling past them being like cool I, I'm better than him cool I'm better than him. you yeah, know like yeah. they're all following dudes that are better than them and you're just scrolling being like fuck you know yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah man. I'm hanging it up you know like yeah. that happens all the time yeah, yeah. so I mean I, I don't I guess I wouldn't know that for a fact but that's just gotta be it right like yeah. you just I don't know unfortunate yeah like you're, you're only looking up you know you're only ever gonna be looking at people who are doing it better than you Right. right, like this is where your tastes are gonna lie. Right, so that's well, that's very true though. Yeah. So you've been at Glenn's for four years. No, I've only been at Glenn's since uh, May of 2017. Okay. Yeah. So okay, about two years. Okay. Um, how's your time been there? How's it? Was the move pretty, pretty crazy? Were you nervous? Um, you know, like working in any place is always, uh, you know, always like its whole thing. Um. But like I said, I already worked many weekends there. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, 
well before I ever, you know, even got that job. So that wasn't like the weird part of it. Um, you know, moving anywhere is always pretty exciting, but I think, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said I was nervous about yeah. it. I don't think. Um, you've been going, you've been pretty disciplined and you know what you're doing. You are the people already kind of, you know, like I'd already been, I'd already done enough tattoos in that shot that I already gotten like the Holy fuck. Like I'm probably just like, <laughs> I can't wait to blow out this rib script for Glenn to see, you know, like it's just like that already passed. I'd already had that time. So when the move itself came, you know, I'd already like, you know, Glenn had seen enough of my tattoos for me to feel comfortable working there. You know, yeah, like yeah. I feel like anytime you guest spot anywhere, um, you know, especially with pe- like with people you're not super close with, there's always kind of that element where it's like, oh, this is definitely going to be the tattoo I shit on. You know, <laughs> like every time you're doing right. one, you know, like uh, there's definitely that feeling. Um, but you know, after you get to know people, it, it kind of goes away. They've seen your tattoos. You know, if there was a problem, ideally something would have been said. But I don't know. I feel like every tattooer just kind of has that in the back of their mind. Well, it's like, you know, every time you're getting set up at a guest spot, you're just like, well, this is the one I blow for sure. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. Um, yeah. But no, like the move was fine. Um, you know, like my wife had to find a new job down here and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the whole environment in terms of what they pay nurses in North Carolina is vastly different than what they pay nurses in Virginia. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So that was like, that that was kind of a struggle, but honestly, it's kind of worked out because my wife runs a side business, um, which you guys know you're interviewing here coming yes, up. Uh, but So good. she runs that side business and she's just been looking to do it more and more full time. She's, de- I mean, at this point she does her business full time and nurses as a and nurses on the side, you know, where it was she nursed full time and did her side business. Now that thing's definitely taken over. So that was like probably one of the biggest transitions. But even then it's just been pretty positive, you know. Um but yeah, I mean the the nothing really negative about the move, you know. Um the shop's awesome. It's a fucking really good environment to work in. Uh you know, like I said, I've only I've been pretty fortunate I've only ever worked for, you know, awesome dudes. Yeah. Um, and Glenn's no exception. Uh, you know, he's just a pretty laid back boss, you know, just, um, no bullshit, you know, no, no drama. And and he's super knowledgeable about tattooing. Um, you know, especially like illustration and stuff like that. So it's really, um, it's really good to work for somebody who can tell you that that tattoo you did just sucked. Dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the best people. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that's why I wanted to work there, you know, is Glenn has a reputation for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was getting tattooed uh, by somebody one time and, I, you know, I told them that they that I was about to come work at Glenn's. He's like, well, that's fucking awesome because Glenn has a reputation for making, like, pretty good tattooers into really good tattooers. Yeah. Like, you know, Glenn, like, and, uh, you know... I knew that going in, but even hearing it reaffirmed from like another tattooer who kills it, and you know, it, it was just really cool. Um, definitely got me hyped on there, um, and, and just like the environment, like we all get along. Like all of us are pretty, you know, we're all we're all fairly similar in terms of our temperament and the fact that you know, none of us are like some soup. There's not a super bullheaded dickhead in the shop that's just fucking yeah. it up for everybody. That's you know, cool. like said, like. <laughs> That guy's just not at Glenn's, which uh, that's always like awesome, you yeah, know, because that, that dude sucks to work with. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like the shop, the shop's really cool. It's busy, you know, and then on top of that, it's like the perfect, um, I, I like Glenn's a lot because it's the perfect sensibility, like blend of sensibilities that I like about tattooing because I really like the walk-in side of tattooing. I think it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I yeah. prefer to, I prefer to tattoo by appointment for sure. But I yeah. also like the, I just like them both, man. I just want it all. You know, I like the street shop feel of like a walk-in shop where, you know, people come in and you give them what they want. And I like the custom side of it too, where you're, you know, spending a long time on a drawing and doing, getting into bigger, large scale work. Um, I mean, I prefer to work, if I could work exclusively in large scale tattoos, I would, but um, there's still a lot to be said for guys who, you know, I, I just really like the ethos of p- being able to give people tattoos that they want, even when it isn't cool guy, traditional tattoos, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, like, I think that's important. I think that like kind of, um, not, I don't know. I don't, I'm not trying to like jerk myself off here and be like, I'm, I'm better <laughs> than my peers, but I think that like, a, 
among some of my peers, I think that that's lost. Like, I think that that's an older mentality where it's like, well, no, like, this is just what I specialize in. I don't do, you know, I'm not doing like your infinity sign turning into black silhouettes of birds or something like that. It's like, well, why not? You're not fucking doing anything. You might as well just do the tattoo and make the fucking money and give them the tattoo that they want. Um, and I, I, I just think that like, I don't know. I, I just like the well-roundedness of it. I think you should be able to do both. I think you should be able to, you know, like gear into doing, you know, like a back piece or a sleeve. But if somebody wants their kid's name and, you know, fine line script on their wrist, then you need to be able to fucking do that too. Um, and there's definitely lots of tattooers who kill it that, um, are that guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I I look up to all those guys just as much as I do, you know, like the really well-known, you know, like custom big, large scale tattooer, you know? But yeah. Yeah. It's badass. The shop's cool, man. I, I like working there a lot. It's a, good, it's a good gig. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And it's right downtown downtown in Wilmington. Yeah, that's right. We're uh, on Perfect. market in front. Um, crossing out a little ice cream shop, kill ones. But yeah. That's so awesome. You can get tattooed, get a little ice cream. You know? <laughs> so I'm going to jump back a little bit more. So what were you doing when you were, I guess, practicing, you know, Making your first like flash sheets. I'm gonna ask you that back when you mentioned it. You know when you were doing like when I started painting. Yeah. So like, how are you? What resources were you using to get better at doing that? You know, enhancing your skills. Um. Honestly, I you know I had just been tattooed enough by by the guys who were at Port City at the time um, to where they really just opened themselves up as resources for me. Uh, you know, Brian Humphreys and brought you know and Brian Liebrich, who actually coincidentally both work at Made to Last in Charlotte now. Okay. Um, great shop. You know, everybody there kills it. But you know, both Brian's are the fucking man. Um, but I just been tattooed by them a bunch to where I was comfortable taking them drawings and paintings. And I mean, same shit. You know, they told me it sucked and why. You know, and oh, uh, yeah. At a young age, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and I was really fortunate in that too. Um, I'd been tattooed by them a lot, but they they really didn't have any reason to open up to me like that or give me those resources or those critiques. So it was super useful coming up, and uh, you know, I still talk to those guys, and you know, they still see my we still talk about tattoos and stuff like that. And yeah. you know, I've been tattooing for eight years now. This will be my yeah. eighth year, and so it's really cool to still have like a relationship with those guys. Um, but yeah, that's so awesome. that, but that was my biggest resource. Were uh, was other tattooers, you know, and they put me on. They they kind of just dropped bits of information, you know, yeah, be like, yeah. well, you should check out this book, you know, like obviously I should have the Sailor Jerry books and stuff like that. Yeah, or I should yeah. have, you know, just and then you know there's some other stuff, but it's you know like look at this. This is what you should be looking at. This is what you should be fixing in those older drawings or you know whatever. Um, but it, it was all just like little pieces of information that added up that I mean still to this day that I use yeah. you know I still like really uh, I, I still keep a lot of those sensibilities for sure right right do you remember any time back then when you were just doing whatever getting to this point that you felt um, scourged or that you wanted to give up or anything you know never never given up uh, no, like I've never felt that I've never yeah. been I've never been in a spot where I was like I should stop tattooing okay um, but I mean tattooing just is so easy to just torture yourself over right yeah. like yeah. it, it kind of goes back to that thing where especially now everybody's so good at it and you know like your whole first few years you know especially like your first two years are just such like a big learning period that everything's a fucking nightmare you know like you'll do these tattoos in your first year and then you know like you'll wake up at 3 30 that night and it's like i fucked that up i definitely stepped on my dick with that you know (laughs) it's definitely shit that keeps you up at night uh so i just tattooing just really lends itself to uh making sure you're pretty tortured over your work um not in the sense of like depression or like feeling sorry for yourself, but I mean it's just the reality is you do it forever. You're gonna make mistakes, and there are gonna be people better than you. you yeah, know? and that's all, all a solid recipe to, uh, you know, kind of sweat what you do, and then at times feel discouraged for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and jump back to now. Do you think you'll go anywhere else other than Wilmington? I don't know. You know, I, I really enjoy where I'm at. So, I mean, I've only worked at Glenn's for two years. Two years. And there's still so much like, yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like tattooers move a, move around fairly often. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think it's uncommon for a tattooer to move every two or three years, but I'm just not that guy. And yeah. there's still just so much for me to pick up and learn at Glenn's. And I just really enjoy the environment. And Wilmington is a town, you know. 
Um, you know, we have so you know, we just have solid social routes here and my job environment's so good and still has so much upward mobility in terms of what I can learn and gain from there. So it's totally. like I mean I can't say I'm gonna stay at Glens forever, but I don't have any short term plans yeah. to move on to the next day. I'm just not even remotely there yet, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And looking kind of further, do you think you want to own your own shop one day? I don't think so, man. Um, once again, I, you know, obviously the whole you can't you can never say never thing. Um, but just the ownership side of it has never really appealed to me. You know, I no. I would just I think you can. I don't know. Like, th- there's just so much upward mobility I have right now that like the thought of even owning a shop it just doesn't even it's, it just doesn't appeal to me yeah. you know, I'd rather yeah. just I'd rather just do the tattoos, tattoos you know like management part. The, yeah like the, any management or business side of it just doesn't appeal to me it's just right. not interesting to me um, it's not you know what I like about tattooing I don't know it's just it's not really in my plans or interest for you that's cool I mean it's a very laid back you know future to me you know just kind of coasting around yeah I mean kind of I, mean, I, I don't even think it's necessarily like that I'm coasting it's just that I don't know like I'm, I'm really in a spot where I can just well, I can work really hard at what I have in front of me so it's just the thought of even taking on anything else is yeah that just doesn't interest me right. you know hell yeah hell yeah so and obviously you do more than like traditional like you said earlier you're getting better at being real well rounded to do whatever yeah well that was a big thing when I worked for uh you know, when I worked at Classic for Jason Hobby, um, you know, I, I went there when I'd been tattooing for just under two years. So I was definitely, you know, like a very young tattooer. And uh, that was like a massive thing I learned from Jason that um, I still just carry with me today was, you know, like, you know, because I, I was I was a two-year tattooer. All I wanted to do was like the trad tats. I yeah, want to do the right. I want to do the fucking cool guy wolf tats. Um, but that's just not the, you know, you work yourself in a position like that. That's not the reality for most tattooers. And it won't, you know, and it won't be for most tattooers and then uh not not that it isn't achievable by everyone but i mean you should be able to do like it like that's fine if you like work yourself in a position to be like the fucking sick wolf tat dude but um <laughs> you know like you should be able to still do that you know like little dainty black and gray rose or whatever yeah. the yeah. script or the little bird silhouettes or yeah. the watercolor tattoo just all the bullshit like you should be able to do it and not and and not look like you took a dump on somebody, right, you right. know. Like there should just be more in your wheelhouse than you know, doing super bold traditional tattoos or whatever. You know, whatever your whatever your shtick is, like that you enjoy. Like everybody's got that. You know, whatever brand it is is fine. That doesn't matter. But you should still be well rounded enough to do the daily fanfare. You know, right, like right. That, I feel like that's important. Hell yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hell yeah, makes sense. Um, and between the Japanese and the um, traditional, what's what would we say your favorite is? Hard to say, man. Um, Got to be the Japanese influence stuff, though. Yeah. I, I just there's a I just think that it does everything that tattoos should do to me. You know, like they're big, they're powerful, they have crazy visual impact. Um, you know, you have to have like that. You know, they lend themselves to compositional. You know, just know how. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just really enjoy Japanese influenced tattoos. Um, you know, the first, I, you know, the first tattoo I got was because uh, I'm from Texas originally. That's where I'm oh, from. Oh wow! Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Um, the first tattoo I got when I was 18 was a koi fish on my back, and it's like some. It's covered up now, but it was like some fucking <laughs> awful, like redneck, like trailer trash girl, Cherry Creek fucking koi fish and I, I and I because I always like Japanese stuff and I always just think it's like well what if instead of going in like that kind of like shitty shop had I walked into like perfection and talked to fucking Chris Trevino or something like I was in Texas you know like some of the like the best dudes to ever do it are down there yeah so it's like some you know I'd, I'd probably have a fucking Japanese bodysuit which is ultimately I love that stuff you know I saw stuff like that in magazines and books and I thought that shit was awesome you know because they had already had you know Japanese tattoo books at like fucking Barnes and Noble yep. and shit. You know, like there were the Horiyoshi three books. So I already knew what like cool Japanese bodysuits look like. So it was just uh, I I think about that all the time. Where it's like, man, what if instead of walking to that shop, I walked in a you know, I walked in perfection and got a bodysuit from Chris Trevino or something like that. <laughs> you know, um, but I didn't. I got that cool ass like little Cherry Creek redneck koi, <laughs> and then I uh, got to cover it up. Um, let's see, I got that thing in 2007 and got to cover it up 
like two years ago. So I got to wear that oh, thing for damn, about 10 years. Ago. Yeah. Got to wear that thing for uh, 10 years. That's fucking insane. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's like on my, it was on my, like the top of my shoulder blade, like just perfect, like just like redneck placement, dude. It was, it was sick. Oh, that's insane. Um, it's gone now, though, unfortunately. But I said, you send us a photo of it. Put it on the, put it on the yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. I have to, I have to like, I have to dig one up. I don't even know where it exists anymore. See if I reactivate my own MySpace of like my eighteen-year-old yes, tab rag yes. in the mirror. You know, like, hell yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. So, um, damn, hell yeah. Do you have any events coming up, or you know? Any conventions or guest spots? Or? Yeah, the uh, I don't. I'm not like a big convention guy. Um, I probably should be because I'm like not old enough to not be a convention guy. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but the Imperial Tattoo Convention in Florida, which is put on, um, actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's put on by Bart, who hired me at Bombs Away. He lives down in Florida now and puts that on with Angelo, who works at Ink Smith and Rogers. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. And that's a really cool convention. Like a lot of heavy hitters work there, um, so I'm really pumped to manage to con my way in there and sneak uh, in I'm on the it. coattails and uh, you know, get to hang out with some really good tattooers for sure. But that's yeah, that's the uh, that's the Imperial Tattoo Convention in Jacksonville, Florida. I think it's only the second year it's been up, but it's a really solid one. That's badass. Yeah. Well, damn, if you're in Florida, hit Nick up, man. I don't know how the conventions work, but... <laughs> yeah, just come in and get tattooed. Do you, do you, yeah. you can get tattooed those? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. And it's kind of a weird thing, like the whole tattoo convention thing, but um, is what it is. Like, it's kind of weird because I think it's like the only, ta- like, you know... A job con- like occupational convention yeah. where you go get to work there you know like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound right but I guess like nobody's just... like uh, you know if like doctors are at a convention they're not seeing patients <laughs> you know like and so it's like weird that like or like if you're you know like nobody's building houses at like some construction <laughs> like you know where construction companies are like demoing their you that know would be hilarious their projects <laughs> but for some reason tattooers are tattooing at conventions it makes no sense that's but, cool though um, that's awesome no that's cool uh, like like I said, I'm not. I just don't like the whole convention thing because you know, you just don't have any of your shit. You're in a cramped space. Everything you're doing is like not comfortable. And I'm just like a real creature of habit. So it's like the whole thing is just like an exercise in being uncomfortable for me. But you know, like it's also you know any convention I go to is gonna be a good collection of people that I know. So it's gonna yeah. always be a good reason to hang out and stuff like that. And you know, this convention will be no exception. But hey, that's gonna be sick. Yeah, it'll be Sounds a good fun. time. Yeah. And plug your shop. Oh yeah. Um so I work at Glenn's Tattoo Service in Wilmington, North Carolina. We are in downtown Wilmington on Market in Front. Um yeah, yeah, come on down. Walk in, do, yeah, welcome. Do walk ins, do appointments, in. whatever you want. You do it. Nick Big or small, we do them all. Nick, oh, <laughs> yes. Nick's going to do it up for you and plug your um, Instagram and all that, your personal pages. Oh, yeah. That's a Nicholas Fox tattooer. That's a N I C O L A S F O X tattooer. Fuck yes. So we'll plug all that in our description. And Nick is a fantastic artist his work is really good um so scroll through and look at the photos on our website and instagram and stuff like that um but yeah thank you yeah thanks. for making the time is late on a friday night but you managed yeah. to get over here <laughs> it's like yeah it's like o'clock <laughs> late, but, uh, no, we got it done i appreciate you guys for having me for sure no problem definitely support nick and support free pizza and yeah thank you for listening cool the free pizza podcast we are on spotify itunes soundcloud just go on the google app store go on everywhere check us out on instagram facebook myspace live journal twitter we tweet we'll do smoke sniggles whatever y'all need thank y'all so much have a good night